The Dot Connectors, brought to you by Omnia Global. Welcome back, everybody, for another episode with yours truly. And today's is with a founder of what I would describe as a no-brainer business. One of those businesses that you think, wow, why has nobody thought of that before? The individual in question is Omar Guven, who is founder of Fintalent. Fintalent is a hiring and collaboration platform for tier one M&A and strategy professionals. In a nutshell, they match professionals with clients who are looking for a cost-effective, speedy solution to getting a deal done. And in particular, those who have that first-hand experience. And we don't just talk about FinTalent. We actually get into a really good conversation about the future for young individuals, millennials, Gen Zers even, and we even talk about baby boomers. So please do sit back, listen, enjoy, and remember to rate and review. Emma, how are you? Welcome. Good. Thank you. Thank you. How are you, Lauren? Very well, thank you. I was just looking behind you because I'm in, I'm in the UK. Where are you based at the moment? I'm I'm very close to Liechtenstein. I live in Austria, ah. right next to Switzerland and next to Liechtenstein, which is like a tiny little village, but a country. Now, the reason I was I was sort of smirking because it it looks like it's raining there, which obviously, given I'm in the UK, that's every day and I've got sun so I'm kind of a little bit smug talking to you right now am I correct in thinking it's raining uh yeah it, it, it's raining unfortunately I just came from vacation um from Spain oh. uh where I actually visited um Daniel um oh, who is, uh, the CEO of uh yeah Omnia so really pleased to be a part of this we're very happy to have you on. Look, before we get into what for me is, um, I come across lots of, of entrepreneurs, of startup businesses, and of course, every single business is valid. But yours in particular, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to talking about, is what I would describe as just a no-brainer. Like, I, I'm surprised mm-hmm. somebody has not come up with it sooner. And we'll talk a little bit later about the model and the application mm-hmm. in other industries, which I think is actually mm-hmm. going to be um, really big. But before we talk about FinTalent, I always like to find out a little bit about the background of Mm -hmm. the founders. So tell me, what? tell me more about your background leading up to the present day. Mm -hmm. First, I worked in banking for seven years. And among those stations were um, the classical brokerage, institutional equity sales and equity research stations where I was part of companies doing IPOs, but also uh, middle market M&A. So where you usually advise end-to-end clients, industrial clients on on their sale, but also on other corporates and um, private equity firms on potential buy-side acquisitions. So the idea of FinTalent really was rather born in the aftermath of my banking career when I kind of took a vacation from uh, um, for two weeks. I was in Thailand just traveling by myself. And when I returned um, back to the office and was sitting in, uh, was sitting there with my suit and tie, I, I, I somehow realized hmm, something is not right. I really liked the job. I really liked the, the kind of the, the, the deal side of it. But I, I never really understood why you, you have to be in the office to do this mm. because, you know, this was like in 2017. And I was also working on the weekends from home. And I didn't realize, like, why do we have to be actually in the office? Um, and so so this was, you know, the suspicion on, am I on the right path? Mm. And is does it have to be like 
this, like the status quo. Basically, this this came um, really um, after a couple of years uh, um, and, and this raising doubt on the whole industry. And I couldn't really understand why, because I really liked finance. I um, loved working with my clients, but I never understood the aspect of, you know, this whole you cannot leave the office before the partner leaves. Um, so there has to be a certain, so you, you really get conditioned, right? Mm. And um, when I was on vacation in Thailand, just like, you know, traveling by myself, discovering the islands and, and uh, um, got back to the office, I was okay, actually, um, I, you know, I, 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 I have to quit. So I finished the project. And after two, three months, after we completed the transactions, I just went traveling back to Thailand, um, decided to become a diving instructor. And um, while I arrived actually in Thailand, just only like a couple of weeks um, later, I, I really missed the finance part of things. And um, this is how this whole um, change started, where I, I started to acquire um European clients work with my former clients and um, yeah it was totally fine and I was able to travel and so this is um, how it went on for almost a year and I acquired more and more clients and this is like really the moment when I realized hey um, I'm probably not the only one um, mm. who kind of doubts this entire lifestyle who's looking for some kind of change but still at the same time really enjoy intrinsically and enjoy everything about finance but just want to have a change in, in terms of um, working lifestyle and um, so these are really the origins of um, FinTalent in 2017 and 2018 and um, FinTalent was founded at the end of 2019 so there was still a little bit more in between um, but yeah very long story. <laughs> Not at all and you've missed a part that I really enjoyed obviously we had a, had a pre-chat where mm -hmm. you know again that component of the job being a focus on finance you you say you missed mm -hmm. it and you you were giving talks yep. to to locals around finance mm -hmm. am i correct tell, tell me a little bit yeah. more about that yeah that that was actually quite funny i was in chiang mai and um so i got bored obviously like of these like um you know cafes and bars so i went for a really long walk and um passed by a business school and um i saw all these like kind of uh, um, vacancies um for the business school students on you know doing an internship at kpmg pwc and um like okay that that's that's interesting so i didn't know that chiang mai has a business school they're well known for you know the whole like healthcare and uh, medicine uh, uh, um, uh, universities, but uh, um, not really for finance. So what happened is then um, the, the dean started to approach me while I was like walking on the floor. And um, so we got into a conversation and he asked about my background and um, basically offered me to do um, a workshop about um, fintechs and valuation. And um, yeah, this was quite exciting because the comparison... Um, German students and Thai students. Obviously, there's a certain language barrier, and yeah. um, in uh, um, the terminology, and obviously, English is not um, their um, first language, and it's also not practiced well. Um, however, I started to doing like this, 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 um, these, these workshops, and where I got like a Bloomberg terminal and um, doing like different case studies on um, Adidas valuation and uh, Twitter valuation. Even on one question, I I didn't really know how to um, 
value the options of um, the ESOPs of Twitter. So I just contacted uh, Aswad Damodoran, who's a guru in the valuation. So he, he's a professor at, um, at New York Stern and very well, well known. And he immediately replied. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like even um, this guy, like, um, no, you know, this like guru, I mean, Aswad, like he's, he's like, very well known in the whole like valuation and finance space and uh, he and i uh, also enjoy like i i got actually very inspired by him before mm -hmm. because i watched his like youtube uh, videos and so this whole like teaching and uh, um giving lectures um, was always quite inspiring um but the moment really i um when i was in thailand very random you know gave such workshops and um you know taught 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 students um this is where i reali realized hey actually I really like finance <laughs> and yeah. yeah so this, this was this was it and so i started doing like all these presentations and while i was sitting there in my shorts and um yeah this was uh yeah definitely not different the suit. moment you'd lost no. the suit firmly by that point you've got the tan probably grown your hair and do you know what what, yeah. what i think the reason i pointed that bit out from your story is that i think many of us start off as we do in the corporate world and mm. you know i think we sort of see our knowledge and our ability is very much wedded to the organization that we work for that mm. almost there's this yep. sort of probably a separate conversation for another day but you know this ownership of of us mm -hmm. and I think when you then push yourself into a completely different zone like teaching students mm -hmm. in Thailand you realize mm -hmm. actually these companies don't own us it's all yep. up here but it's a confidence and it's also it's a path you have to as we mm -hmm. say in the UK, gain your spurs going down that right. corporate path to then kind of be able to mm -hmm. say, actually, I don't necessarily need to sit in that suit. I don't necessarily need to sit mm -hmm. in that airless room. All of what I know is up here and there are people, you know, whether it be clients or students that recognise my value and my knowledge. So I, I think that's fab. And and obviously you spoke about, mm -hmm. you know, you had your clients and you stepped into to, you know, the European side and, you know, you were giving these talks to the students. But then in terms of kind of, I suppose, expanding that work, you know, was, mm. were you just getting client work organically or did you have to go onto sort of a, a network mm -hmm. or a platform mm -hmm. to go find work? And, mm -hmm. you know, and obviously, as I know that I know the story behind this, but that was an important mm -hmm. part, I think, in your segue mm -hmm. to, to forming FinTalent. Mm. Mm -hmm. So um, you mentioned several very important um, things. So let me start basically with um, the overall, like, corporate life and it's mm -hmm. it's 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 definitely um true that you kind of have to start in a in a big corporate to really understand um what uh, um, you don't want in the future mm -hmm. so basically to see the um to to see the side that you are actually um leaving but also obviously like you 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 definitely um learn all these fundamentals but what corporate does with you and um this is also what you I think tried to, um, to mention is that that when you work for a corporate, you will always hide yourself and your skills basically behind these these like big brand names. And um, what you don't realize is um, how capable you are actually with mm. your own skill set, and um, that that big corporates are made of individual people so obviously you have um, certain certain companies that sell a product they have a really good product but again these products are also created by people by developers and so on mm -hmm. and usually if you know your own skill set there's definitely need in the market um that is all there's also demand in the market for such a skill set and we kind of underestimate um that kind of demand because if, especially if you are so ambitious and um looking for a 
kind of solid career path just naturally or just by design you really underestimate um your your own um abilities and now basically connecting this um with a question on how to acquire clients is um first like realizing that you actually have skill sets that mm. you can market and that, that there is need for it you just need to find the right clients for it and um really understanding what you bring to the table um will also help to 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 actually create value and to build um build a client base also when you when you made it in a, in in a corporate you, you did something probably right so you added value mm. you added value exceeding your salary exceeding basically otherwise the 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 company wouldn't make a profit and when you when you realize that you are adding value and you satisfy um you know uh, um, your supervisor your team colleagues and you promote uh, um you know you you get a promotion um what um, whatever you must be good right mm. and um so there's no reason why you cannot just build up a diversified income stream and um why you need this extra layer between a client and the extra layer of a supervisor who gives you all these acknowledgement and whatever, uh, um, you know, so, so this is, this is definitely not needed if you can fully dedicate um, to your client and actually you will um, probably overachieve uh, um, and um, be way more satisfied or, or, or satisfy your clients way better if you directly serve them rather than having different stakeholders, policies, internal policies, internal stakeholders. So what I see on a daily basis that um, if you directly work with a client, you can deliver results. You don't need to um, deliver basically BS and make it very shiny and um, present it, but you actually mm-hmm. are able to deliver results. And this is a big difference um, why freelancing and being on your uh, own um, is, is, is so enjoyable. I totally agree. And I think it's um, mm-hmm. the other component with sort of those as I described, middle managers, supervisors is, you know, the emotional component. Mm-hmm. People bring yeah. things to the table and they're not always mm-hmm. useful. So you could do a fabulous job, but you've then mm-hmm. got this in-between woman or man who layers mm-hmm. this sort of emotional that makes you feel, actually, maybe mm-hmm. I didn't do a good job. And and as a freelancer mm-hmm. myself, having you know, worked for many years in the corporate space, you know, mm-hmm. I had lots of great ideas, but there was a lot of kind of people adding something to it that made me think, I can't do this. I'm not doing a good job. And I think for me, my sort of potentially controversial view is I think possibly you outgrow Mm. the corporate workspace Mm. at a certain point because it's, you want to be set free. You need to be set free, but we'll, we'll get onto that in the moment Mm. because obviously you've got a great solution to that. I want to just move sort of slightly to the side um, and talk around generations um mm-hmm. and i want to talk about millennials and gen Zers. and for the purposes of our listeners millennials are aged 26 to 41 and gen Zers are aged 10 to 25 and obviously um you guys can't see me but you'll realize that i'm clearly in the millennial category and omar i believe you are also in the millennial category yep. mm-hmm. um i'm certainly well above 25 which is a dear shame but mm. You know, we have we've had our respective journeys to get to where we are today as company owners. Um, but we've also lived and sort of had that time through this up and downness of the pandemic. Whereas yeah. a millennial perhaps who has, you know, just secured their first job at a leading investment bank, you know, has kind of been through that side of things which we haven't. And we know what works for us and what doesn't work for for, for yeah. us, which is perhaps the more important angle. 
But do you think if you're if you're you know millennial who's just secured, gone through you know studying, just just got your first amazing job in a leading investment bank, what do you think is going to work for them in this current climate working in an investment bank, and what isn't going to work for them? Mm-hmm. So, um, for, so when when you secured your um, your your um, fir- first job, especially at the leading um, institution, you should definitely stick to that because, like, these are the very important um, years um, which form you and where you still need to be formed as an individual, as a an, uh, um, young professional, and uh, um, where you really mature and see different sides and different angles of um, how it is to work hard, uh, um, play hard, but also get the discipline, know how to deal with pressure. So it's really important to really go through this kind of Navy SEAL training um, to, uh, you know, to become stronger. And this is also where you see kind of um, who is weak and who, you know, the, the, the whole, how, how you learn how to communicate, how to set expectations, how to deal with expectations, with frustration and so on. And um, so this is, this is kind of, um, so really where you, where you are kind of newly born um, and, uh, um, and, 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 um, mature so it's 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 so important to do that and you see the big difference in um now talking about gen z and um content creators and um that that, and so how how actually gen z how also let me put or bring um also mention baby boomers um how they deal Mm -hmm. with discipline and uh loyalty and um these kind of things and uh, um so I, I I just simply think that um, if you made five years minimum or ten years at a um, at, at a corporate or larger working environment, um, this is not necessarily bad and does not mean that um, kind of it takes away the freedom or the choice or purpose um, away from you. Yeah, no, I totally agree, and it's it's you know I think. My sister's quite a bit younger than me, actually. She falls into the uh, Gen Z category and there's we're quite different. You know, I was like fully expecting you've got to work quite often for not very much to get somewhere. Mm. Whereas I think there's a slight difference in mentality where they, you know, everything's accessible and perhaps they want it sooner. But I hear you, you know, you mm. need to, as I say, earn those spurs. But, you know, that path, we talk about models and, and you spoke about the, the the approach that obviously you had taken and what wasn't working from what seems mm. like simple things like wearing a suit, but actually day in, day out, it's, it's draining. There's no mm. need, there's no purpose attached to it. Mm. If you're a Gen Z, and, and certainly in the UK, slightly different to Germany, you know, the, the model is that you study at school, you get into a great university, and then you enter work, which for me just seems a bit bonkers. But that model can mm. be years and years and years of, as you say, kind of conforming and not necessarily mm. knowing really what who you are and hiding yourself, even when you're at university or college, and then getting that job. Do you, do you think Gen Zers who were, you know, could be like 18, 19, do you think that mm-hmm. that route is is right? Do you think that needs a shake up? Mm-hmm. I think the whole. Um, I think that that um, the whole um, kind of uh, um, the way how um, Gen Z learns um, has completely changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so they really learn on demand, and this is something where. Um, 
um, baby boomers and also uh, millennials can uh, can learn a lot um, from that. So if they have a problem, they they definitely know how to find it out, and um, they will um, do the necessary steps to um, take uh, courses and you know take Udemy courses and just get more advanced skill sets. Also, kind of uh, um, reskill or upskill uh, upskill, and um, this is actually so. This is actually uh, um, great, and this is the biggest problem of um, baby boomers and uh, millennials. So they see, okay, I have completed this, I have completed school, I have completed uh, um, university. Now I'm doing five years job, and then so and then I, I will have a great life. And uh, um, and but but it's it's not the world that we are living in mm-hmm. um, with all these changes. And um, you, and, and and this is a big advantage of uh, um, Gen Gen Z that they have these flexibility. And um, they, 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 they actually uh, um, are probably never really satisfied or if they see a problem, you know, they, they, so, and if you compare this with um, baby boomers and now look at um, this typical <laughs> white male, 50 plus, uh, 55 plus guys, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, so 20 years ago we did we did it like that and um so they have no idea how to use slack how to actually you know use uh, um, online courses and um they just are so um kind of um yeah they kind of live so much in their own world and they still have 15 20 years ahead like yeah. this is kind of the lost generation <laughs> so i'm not really worried about gen z <laughs> no, it feels like they're just breaking the model. They're just like, hey, I, you know, if I've got yeah. a got a gap, I'm going to find out how mm. to fix it. And and I think they're, you mm. know, they ask more questions. They're not as subservient, mm. which obviously, it, you know, you could argue if you're going to work for that white middle aged male, they might look mm. at these Gen Zers and go, sorry, mm-hmm. who do you think you are? But ultimately, exactly. what it's doing is saying, well, that that world was kind of a bit broken and it was a bit stale. Yeah. The pandemic. Yeah as much as it's done a lot of bad and people focus naturally on that, I think it's done a huge amount of good for the world of work, personally speaking, Mm -hmm. whether it be where you go to work, whether it be how you approach work, this idea, and certainly in my community of um, multi-hyphenates where, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't just get your income and it's similar to what what FinTalent, we'll talk about in a moment, does, Mm -hmm. but, you know, the idea that you could work as a marketeer in the daytime, but you could be a photographer, Mm -hmm. you could do flower arranging, you just get your income from multiple sources. So ultimately, as you say, it's we've got a lost generation over here and the Gen Mm -hmm. Zers are just they've entered mm-hmm. and 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 they're primed yeah. in terms of their mind and how how they think yeah. let me also mention like um because the education system and this is closely connected um to that like on the one hand on demand lear- learning but then also if you look at the mba programs for example and so and also the content that um so that 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 universities deliver is for sure not updated uh, um content Mm -hmm. and so and this is quite interesting um so now we have lots of talent um and also lots of clients who are looking on the one hand for mba graduates but also we have some clients that explicitly say no mba graduates because um uh, because it is so if you are look so they they are usually the 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 well-funded tech ventures they're not looking for mba mba graduates because um, if you pay 150, 200k, you are kind of expecting. Um, so MBAs are pro- uh, uh, preparing you for um, mm. the corporate ladder and for leadership and all this stuff. And obviously, as a great like alumni network and blah blah blah. But what really matters is um, you know the the, the skill set that you have acquired um, throughout the journey. And uh, this skill set is not really um, usable or of use uh, um, for 
tech ventures because you kind of you know kind of spent or decided to spend two years in business school rather than two years on the job and actually <laughs> learning um, what is what is really uh, essential for you know getting where you actually want to go and this you could have decided also you know without spending two years at uh, MBA um, and this is this is this is um, really interesting to see um, so. I, I just want to like so want to mention that it's also for the younger generation to decide if they really want to pursue an MBA or um, mm. so. The, I, I again I agree with you because it's it's a huge mm. amount of debt. Uh, assuming mm. you know you don't necessarily have the money to to pay for it outright. And um, you know I I remember when I was recruiting I I you know hands I don't have a degree. Well, I studied part way towards it because mm. I left school at an age where I shouldn't have left school because I wasn't particularly. Mm. Mm good at listening to authority shall we say probably carried through hence why I own a business now um but it just mm. the model didn't work for me and um you know and I looked at that whole concept of carrying debt versus life experience actual tangible mm. examples and actually when I started having to recruit people I said I don't want degrees and it's not it's mm. not that you know I think that is not necessary because it is particularly given the finance sector. But I think mm -hmm. my, again, another controversial opinion is, you know, the whole idea of degrees, MBAs, you know, mm -hmm. are degrees something for people going into, you know, they want to become a doctor or a scientist. But mm -hmm. if you've done a degree mm -hmm. in something and then you pursue a profession mm -hmm. in, in something totally unrelated, I personally mm -hmm. would rather have someone who's mm -hmm. gone out there and worked hard. They might have yeah. a series of jobs that, you know, Mm -hmm. don't really add up to a huge amount but you've learned how to communicate mm -hmm. you've learned how to negotiate mm -hmm. you've learned how mm -hmm. to you know if you have a discussion with somebody and it gets a bit heated you know how to handle yourself so mm -hmm. I hear mm -hmm. you I feel like that could be a slight sort of side spin with fin talent sort of like this skills-based MBA <laughs> I feel like yeah. we could develop yeah. this together I, I like now it we... um, but listen oh. without further ado talk to me about fin talent what is it in, okay. in a nutshell what is fin talent so FinTalent um, is a platform for former investment bankers um, that decide um, that they want to be flexible. They want to do things for purpose and um, and and uh, do projects that they actually choose to do and um, are not actually actually uh, obliged to do. Um, so what we do is we match um, larger corporates um, and um, as well as uh, PE or VC backed companies with former top investment bankers. And all the projects that we have on the platform are um, fully remote. And so as a freelance, uh, as, a, as an investment banker, you can say, hey, I did like five years or um, 10 years at Goldman. Now I actually want to work on interesting projects. And so what we do is we um, provide those projects um, on our invite only uh, to our invite only community and um, they can simply apply with one click and the big advantage for the uh, company like whatever Deutsche Telekom Hilti like we work with multinationals is that they can actually gain access to top bankers without paying the institution mm -hmm. and again it's all about the individual talent that actually make up you know the deal team and there's not much magic just you know smart people um working on stuff and um so what we do is we really provide this access um to these uh, top professionals brilliant and 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 we've spoken a lot about the candidate side you know the professionals mm. talk me through what's the, if i'm a client What's my experience mm -hmm. going to be like coming to you looking for one of these professionals? 
Mm -hmm. So first, uh, less headache. Um, so usually, what you do is um, when you when you when you um, want to engage a larger um, investment bank or a strategy consultancy is you need lots of money, you need lots of approvals, and um, so uh, um, and you you, you kind of want to. Um, just get a certain task done or market research or you're, you're currently working on M&A deal or whatever. Um, so the, the, the big advantage is that you can simply um, get an investment banker or entire team. So you can hire up to 12 investment bankers and staff them on one team um, within basically two, three days. And they are ready to work with you. And not only is it that you get a brand name, and the, the 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 quality, but um, we have also um, basically they, they they have industry experience in more than two thousand um, nine hundred industries. So if you are looking at a target in the healthcare space or in the industrial space, telecommunication, um, we are able to provide you that particular expertise, that talent that already worked on such deals, and um, he or she will be immediately um, available and work with you on that deal for 70% um, less of cost. It's, it's smart. It just makes sense. This is what I said at the beginning, folks, because it's it's efficient from a cost standpoint, mm. from also from a speed, you know, mm. point of view. You don't necessarily want to go through all the hurdles, like, do you know, do you have this? And also, as you said, that kind of narrowing down when we first spoke around what could mm. be quite a niche area where you want someone who's been there, done that with that particular deal, mm pretty recently who knows the hurdles and the pitfalls that mm. might well come up and can mitigate them pretty quickly um and you're also kind of matching the top tier with the top tier you know this isn't right. just sort of you know a big pot where people get completely lost with thousands mm -hmm. and thousands of, of of individuals this really is as you say invite only mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. it's just smart and it's it's that you know of speed which i think again going back to today's world, is very much needed. This model of how you used to do things. It's mm. not saying it's broken, but it could be better. And you're the better version, essentially, is, is how I see you. Mm -hmm. And then going back to the talent side of things. So I'm I'm an individual who mm. has seen Fin Talent and goes, great, like that, that's that's the style of, of life that I want, where, you know, I have more choice. Mm. Um, I want to work with those types of organizations. Um, but I'm at the point where, you know, I've just graduated or, you know, perhaps you know, last year of my studies. What does my path look like from that point of graduating up to working, being invited to become part of your network? What mm -hmm. what what would you say I need to do to get to that stage? Mm-hmm. So first of all, we are an exit platform, meaning that we deliver an additional alternative to um, the usual exit opportunities. And so basically, um, nothing really changes. Um, so you, you you should go your um, usual path and, you know, strive for the best and, um, you know, go for the best opportunities. Um, and uh, um, so what we so so the, basically the, 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 the problem that we are solving for the um, talent kind of emerges at the end of their career path and they know they want to leave their uh, current career path and um, currently there's the exit to um, private equity there's the exit to uh, um, corporate uh, M&A there's the exit to let's say uh, um, you know working for a um, hyper growth company but what if I want to work on my own company bootstrap with not 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 you know not necessarily with the investors so where's the alternative to kind of work on certain projects that i like still build my own 
um, venture or you know just travel for one two years and then work on certain projects without going through the hassle and uh, you know acquiring uh, um, clients building up a brand just purely focus on um, my own venture and so what we do is we really are um, we, we, we try to act as a additional sales channel and so again but we need kind of you know well educated mm-hmm. uh, um, so um, talent with um, relevant work experience and so you should definitely get that because what we do so what what, boot, what you put to use as a talent is your marketable skill set and first obviously you need to accumulate that perfect yeah so it's really kind of mm-hmm. that follow that route but also I guess be mindful that there's that solution at the end of it so when you're sitting there going mm-hmm. Why am I going into the office? Why have I got this this manager that, you know, I don't feel is is helping me? You realize that actually this is part of a kind of a it sounds really cringy now, but journey. And and I think when you don't have that plan B, which you're not the plan B, you're part of the plan A, but you see you're the kind of that obvious next Mm -hmm. step. I think people mm. probably perhaps like yourself, the only solution was to just leave mm. the company and then go yeah. traveling, which for somebody yeah. who needs that security seems quite shocking and, you know, might might mm. not be necessarily a move they can take. Whereas if they know that there's then that mm. next answer mm. in the form of fin talent, after you've acquired that experience, that confidence, that life experience, as you say, you work exactly. hard, play hard, it just makes it, I think, more mm. of a kind of a, a viable option you're sat there graduating knowing mm. that you're going to go and work in an industry that's it's going to take a lot from you let's be blunt yep. you know I've met lots of people from mm. the investment p- profession and it's a similar story mm. so I think it's 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 really 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 mm. smart mm. I'm going to put you on the spot now um because I think the model can be applied in other sectors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this being the model of if you like for want of a better description, matchmaking, top tier of clients, top tier of talent, you know, making it very accessible where it's, you know, very sort of skills based. What other professions or sectors do you think that that model could be applied to? What do you think is going to come next? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a very important part of the platform is um, the aspect to um, work remotely, to mm-hmm. have um, all the flexibility in your world. And so usually every uh, every job that um, where the value is added through knowledge is um, basically usable and uh, can be applied globally. And this is very important because um, it has to be across borders and, you know, um, and um, so the local regulations or any standards um, shouldn't play, you know, a major role. And so, um, for example, um, healthcare um, mm-hmm. and also education um, are very interesting um, fields. And obviously healthcare, you sometimes, I mean, probably like 70-80% of healthcare is kind of knowledge transfer, right? So you you have to be with a patient but uh, um, to build that that kind of trust. But do you really need that? I mean, if I compare it to, to, to um, the consultancy business, you actually work with information that you get and that you ask uh, um, the patient, right? So you, you don't start with, okay, you know, let's do a full checkup and, you know, let, you know, let me do whatever here, this x-ray or so you, you simply start with gathering information and um, most of it can be already answered without seeing that, um, that, that, that patient. And again, if you're a specialist in a certain field, um, so why should someone um, who is um, in Germany not 
be able to access knowledge um, by specialists in um, in the in the US. Mm-hmm. And so basically here you clearly see the knowledge and the like if you have a you know tier one doctor, um, the advantages of um, working with a top performer in um, his or her field um, will 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 actually exceed the advantage to actually be with someone in one room because you're just looking for um, additional incremental um, um, information. So I think that again, I'm not a specialist in that field, but um, I clearly see that like telemedicine, um, this 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 could be a very interesting field, and obviously, um, so if you look at not you know we we talked a lot about universities and um and uh, um you know mba programs but um the system basically in um the, the high school system elementary school like this is also really what is broken right so you have mm-hmm. um teachers that are <laughs> shouldn't be teachers um you basically you know you 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 are not focusing on the student and the individual strengths of um the students it's just basically a, a, um, a mass market and um, and very simplistic basic um knowledge transfer and um so you kind of waste like 12 years of your time um i mean not 12 years i mean you want to you, you want to have the best for your kid right but um when it comes to school and education um so you so it's it's, it's way overpriced um mm-hmm. if you so private institutions or to access that kind of no, um kind of knowledge but it does not have to be um and this is probably something that um can be re- revolutionized um as well and will be soon very soon yeah Watch this space. I, I agree on the on the healthcare front as well because it's not just from the perspective of the patient. It's enriching, um, you know, the, the the medical profession professionals. You know, whether it be if they want to get into certain, you know, have certain studies or research. You know, if they've only got the pool of patients in the country in which they inhabit, then they're somewhat limited. Whereas if they can then kind of go, this is on a global scale. It's win win both sides. And the same with teachers. You know, I think it's um, the model is just very standard and I again maybe it's the Gen Zers who are going to be coming into these schools knowing a bit mm. more and challenging the way in which they learn so then the teachers are going hold on a minute I, this is completely changing the model and 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 I think mm. the careers that we will all have ultimately are they going to be supported by the current teaching model I'm not so sure and and the saddest thing to come out of it is you know students that go actually I don't want to continue learning Mm. you know because there is something Mm. very enriching I say that given I didn't study for a degree but I actually then did lots of courses in around that and um but I do think you know your model uh in Germany of that kind of apprenticeship you know working and studying I think that should be a no but that should be a given bluntly and that then aids what you do at your end of things with FinTalent whereas you know in, in the UK, certainly, we have this sort of very static, fixed model that, mm. yeah, I'm not sure how long it's going to last for. But thank you for that. That's um, really, really insightful. And thank you so much. Please, everybody, do check out FinTalent and also their wonderful uh, press where you can read more about how the platform actually works. And yeah, thank you for your time, Omar. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm.